Hi, this is Michael Graham. Welcome to the Weekly Standard podcast here at weeklystandard.com. With me is Jeff Anderson, who has a fantastic new piece in the Weekly Standard, Taxation Without Cessation. I got to tell you, uh, Jeff, I was reading this piece and the numbers you've put together and the preponderance of the tax shakedown, the preponderance of these numbers that you pile up, they hit the reader like a fist. I had no idea what has happened to the typical Americans' taxes in the past, say, 40 years. Why don't you walk us through that? Well, thanks, Michael. Yeah, um, Republicans typically talk about taxes as having um, stayed about the same, and, and the problem is spending, spending has skyrocketed, which is ha- it has. And mm-hmm. Democrats suggest the taxes have actually dropped. But in reality, if you look at it, if you look back to the Kennedy years and take it from there, in the 50-year span, taxes have nearly doubled, actually, after accounting for population growth and inflation. So the, the real inflation-adjusted per capita tax taxation on Americans has actually almost doubled quite quietly over the last 50 years. And we have these colossal deficits because spending has come closer to tripling. So you're saying that the you know, family, you know, ma and pa, you know, uh, with usually pa probably working back in the Kennedy era, that the net impact of taxes on them was half of what it is to the same mom and dad today. Exactly. After you adjust for inflation, mm-hmm. a typical American spent, uh, had to pay $4,178 in, uh, in taxes in 1962 when Kennedy was in the White mm-hmm. House, and now it's seventy-seven ninety-three. So, so the question then is, why is it that I'm told again and again, oh, the federal government, they really, they're only going to get about 18% of GDP in the door no matter what you do because of the way you know, people behave when you change tax laws, et cetera. What, how has this number changed? Well, that's the way that the left loves to report it as a percentage mm-hmm. of GDP. And that right. way, if, if Americans' taxes double, but the economy doubles over the same span, it doesn't count as a tax increase. Right. But of course, it is a tax increase. It's, it's a doubling of taxes. And so I think by far the fairest way to look at it is to look at you got to adjust for, for population growth and you got to adjust for inflation and then look at what taxes have done. Mm-hmm. And again, they've almost doubled. And, and the fact that we can't make ends meet with that almost doubling of taxation is really amazing. We're talking to Jeff Anderson, his piece in the Weekly Standard this week, Taxation Without Cessation. So where the heck is this twice as much money going, Jeff? Well, it's certainly not going to defense, as, as I highlight in the piece. In fact, uh, Real per capita spending on defense has actually dropped slightly since Kennedy was in the White House, believe it or not. And at the same time, spending on everything but defense has almost quadrupled. So, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, that can't be true because Michael Moore tells me all the time that if it wasn't for Bush's war, the, the war that Bush didn't pay for. Actually, I say Michael Moore. President Obama has repeatedly said two wars that you didn't pay for are the reason why we're so in debt. Yeah, well, that's just flat-out false. I mean, all you have to do is look back at the numbers. The, the numbers I'm drawing on in this piece are from, from the White House uh, and the Congressional Budget Office and, mm-hmm. and then population tallies from the Census Bureau. So these are official government tallies, and, and it shows that uh, defense spending per capita has, has actually dropped from it was, it was two, just under it was $2,194 under Kennedy, and mm-hmm. now it's $2,161 today uh, after adjusting for inflation. That's in in $2,002 in each case. So we're not spending, I mean, defense spending has, has come about as close to flatlining as it possibly could at a time when, when overall federal spending has, has come close to tripling. So clearly there's an awful lot of spending on Medicare, Medicaid, and, and about to be on Obamacare. Uh, I've, that's what I was going to ask you is the trajectory, my understanding is you've got 
Obamacare, which is a, a at least $2 trillion of additional spending. Then you've got the Medicare, Social Security, the entitlement spending. Then you have the, 90, the uh, uh, trillions of dollars of federal pensions that no one has any plan to pay for. My, I've got people telling me every day, we've got to have even more revenue for even more spending because taxes aren't high enough. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the problem is that as the taxes have... Uh, have almost doubled after adjusting mm-hmm. for inflation and population growth. It, it doesn't. It doesn't at all satiate the government's appetite for spending. I mean, when when Kennedy was in the White House, we came pretty close to running a balanced budget. We spent a dollar seven for every dollar that we had. Right. Under Obama, so far, again according to official government tallies, we've spent a dollar fifty six for every dollar that we've had <sighs> during the time that he's been the one submitting the budgets. I mean, when you've got more than three dollars going out for right. every two dollars in. You can keep bringing more and more in, but sure. if you can't check the appetite for spending, it's not going to do any good. So you're sending your credit card company 100 bucks a month, but you're spending 156 Exactly. And then you wonder, well, how did I get broke here? I can't figure <laughs> out, Jeff, how Republicans are losing on this issue, particularly when it comes to the debt ceiling. The argument from President Obama is, I've maxed out my credit cards on, you know, whatever, you know, 976 calls, internet porn, and gambling, and the only solution to me maxing out the credit cards is for you to stop to, for you to to give me a credit card that has no max, that's just <laughs> yeah. that seems crazy to me. Why aren't Republicans winning this debate? Well, I think they can win this debate, but they're going to have to. I think rhetorically, they have to really have to focus on the rhetorical side of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they need to be completely insistent that this is not a matter of default. I mean, there's no way the federal government can default as a result mm-hmm. of, of of not increasing the debt ceiling, and it's not going to be a government shutdown either. And they shouldn't buy into that language. I think they need to repeat over and over again that. All it is is a, a measure that would mean that in, until the debt ceiling is raised, the federal government would have to actually live within its means and only spend as much as it brings in in tax mm-hmm. revenue. And, and as my piece shows, it has plenty in tax revenue. It just it, it would need to actually spend only what it has. And that's not default. It's not even close to default. And uh, there's no question we would pay our, uh, the debts that we owe. And, and it's not, uh, again, it's not a shutdown. It's not a failure to pay bills. And it doesn't mean that anybody's Social Security check wouldn't get sent unless Obama just decides not to send it. But President Obama says that all the debt ceiling does is let him pay the uh, the bills that Congress has already racked up. Well, as with so many things that President Obama says, that's just flat out <laughs> not true. I mean, it would be interesting if Republicans called his bluff on that and said, all right, we'll, we'll raise the debt ceiling only enough to uh, cover all spending that's been authorized. And from that right. point forward, we'll go with a balanced budget. I, I suspect he changes tune in uh, a hurry. But see, once again, that's the kind of common sense, smart answer, Jeff, that you never hear from. John Boehner or from Mitch McConnell. That's where the fight needs to be. Fine, we'll pay the bills that, we're, that we've racked up. It's all your new bills we won't pay, Mr. President. There you go. Exactly, exactly. I mean, <sighs> it's so obvious that it's a spending problem in America. Right. I mean, and I mean, just to give, give one other example from my piece, if, if the federal government had taken the Kennedy-era spending and, it, and, and had increased it 68% to reflect population growth mm. and then 680%, to reflect inflation. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, given itself another 70% raise, we'd still we'd be running a surplus. Oh, oh my <laughs> Instead god. Instead of itself Like I said, like I said, like I said, when I read your piece, the numbers are so powerful, they hit me like punches. And uh, that's why I'm so glad you had time to join us on the podcast. Uh, I truly appreciate it. We're talking to Jeff Anderson. This piece in the Weekly Standard, Taxation Without Cessation. Check it out at weeklystandard.com and don't forget to check regularly for updated podcasts. I am Michael Graham.